Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and I'm broadcasting from a sunny day in Melbourne. Can't believe it. We've had the coldest, wettest winter you could ever imagine. It's good, the drought's broken, but freezing. So I went out today all rugged up and was actually warm. So, And I know all the uh, Melbourneites that are listening in can relate. It's, uh, it looks like finally spring is starting to come here. So welcome to everybody from Australia and the US and, of course, the UK. And my lovely friends over there have been very happy that I've mentioned you. And uh, it's great to have everybody. And uh, for people that aren't listening to this live, you can pick this up in archives. And remember to to uh, mark this show as a favourite so you're always going to get the notifications of when it's coming up and what shows are going to interest you that you want to tune into. Well, today's show I'm very excited about because uh, it's a very powerful show today and I think it's a real must-listen to for anyone who is going through narcissistic abuse or has been through it or may still be struggling even though it's something that might have happened to you years ago because it's really, really vital we understand exactly what's going on. And the thing about this show is I'm going to be talking about with Ali uh, that really standard society treatment doesn't really recognise, I I fully believe that, what's really going on with the narcissist and actually what spiritual experience it is and what I'm going to be talking about today is the necessity of disconnecting oneself materially and practically but not just that and not just about what we would be told by psychologists and uh, counsellors about how to emotionally move on which is very very difficult if you don't know how to with a narcissist because this is not like a normal relationship breakup this is not even like a relationship breakup with a with a selfish or um, a garden variety abusive relationship. This is a completely different dynamic, and very little is understood or explained about the psychic and spiritual damage that a narcissist creates. And it's really about with a narcissist how you're learning to recover when you feel like you've been raped on every level, and. W- how is it that the narcissist does insidiously violate every part of you and how the torture continues even when the narcissist isn't in your environment and isn't in your space? So in this show, I'm going to be talking about the practical aspects, but even more importantly, the spiritual psychic aspects and what's really going on and what this experience is really about and how to break through to the other side in this experience. And... As I said before, if you still feel hooked or if you are still struggling, this show is a must-listen to. It really, really is. So uh, so welcome, Ali. Hi, Mel. Hi, everybody. Yeah, so you'd be a little bit warmer up there in uh, sunny Queensland than we are down here, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's only probably about 26 degrees Celsius today. <laughs> oh, we can um, stop <laughs> a very a very kind of ordinary day for us. So yeah, the beach is looking gorgeous and I'm looking forward to um getting into that um crystal clear lovely water and swimming around with uh, some of the big sharks that have been cruising by here chasing bait fish lately. <laughs> oh goodness, that doesn't sound like a good idea. But the rest of what you said did sound like an advertisement for uh, all Victorians moving. Definitely. Oh well, yeah, okay. Well, you're allowed. You can come here, Mel. But we've we've got we've got to keep a lid on the rest of them. There's all, you know, it's crazy here at Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I should have kept my mouth shut. I can. 
So we've got a really important show today and what's great is we've got a lot of people in the chat room because this is a dynamite topic so all of you in the chat room please feel free to post any questions that you may have as this show is progressing and also too if anybody wants to ring in the guest call number in if you're in the US it's 1347-989-1262 and for any Aussies it's 00 347-989-1262 and from anywhere else in the world dial your exit code and then do the 1347 number and you can see it on my show page if you didn't have time to write that down. So Ellie, let's get moving along and let's because this yeah. is really important, very, very important and uh, I've been looking forward to this show so uh, so let's kick it off. Yeah, well, I mean, and you're right, it's massive, and I think, you know, the majority of people, whether they realise it or not, have come into contact with a narcissist or narcissism in some part of their lives, whether it's at work or in their family, a partner, a parent, a child, a neighbour, a friend. Um, it's very confusing, and if you don't know what it's all about, it's hugely alienating, and it causes a lot of distress um, Anyone who's listening that understands um, the symptoms and the sort of the diagnosis, if you like, um, you'll know straight away when you've run into one of these people. And I think until you're able to sort of understand that it's not actually about you, it's them, um, it's hugely disempowering. I'm very, very good at um, taking you to bits, really, and, um, and creating a lot of stress in the lives of the people that are around them um, through sort of um, put-downs, um, uncertainty, erratic behaviour, uh, just very inconsistent and generally quite unstable people. Um, and through your experience as a narcissist, you know you can you can lose a lot of um, self-esteem or become quite introvert. Um, you start to question yourself and your own logic, and it can be quite a mind-bending um, experience. I think mind-bending and isolating, and like you said before, it's not your garden variety um, personality disorder or uh, a sort of um, emotionally abusive situation. These people are. Um, extremely sort of manipulative in the way they go about their business. Anyone who's not familiar with, um, you know, what we're talking about should um, just do a Google search for NPD or Narcissistic Personality Disorder and um, it'll be interesting to see how much of it resonates maybe with you um, and a relationship you've had or an um, a interface that you've had with someone that you know or you've come into contact with in the past because it's really um, strange sort of mind-bending behaviour but what makes it more confusing and, um, and often even harder to reconcile is the fact that these people are often very, very charming, very, very capable, charismatic individuals that that, um, that draw people in. Um, often they're quite successful as well, but um, a key characteristic of a narcissist is they, they'll have no uh, or very few successful long-term relationships, not really good friendships with people, often quite an erratic history when it comes to holding down jobs and um, moving around. Because uh, sooner rather than later, they're, um, you know, the, the, the cracks begin to show. They can't keep up the pretense of um, the nice guy or the charming female for too long. And um, their families and those closest to them usually are very, very well aware of, um, of their personalities. But um, those people that they only interface with intermittently um, might be in for a rude awakening when they um, sort of scratch below the surface and um, come face to face with the real wrath of these people. And, Anyone who's listening that's been in a relationship with a narcissist um, will know what it's like. It's quite a ground-shaking experience when they sort of flare up and just go completely crazy over nothing or manipulate a situation and show absolutely no regard or complete cruelty to other people, animals, situations. Um, it can just be quite off the wall and quite unbelievable and you find yourself... Um, Living um, in quite a tense situation more often than not, walking on eggshells, modifying your behaviour to accommodate their outbursts, a whole lot of unhealthy things. And um, we're, we're here to really talk about how you um, avoid having to do that, how you manage the situation you might be in with a narcissist in your life. And again, that might not be a partner, it could be a family member, it could be a work colleague, it could be someone that um, you need to emotionally distance yourself from in order to remain healthy and manage the situation because it's an extremely unhealthy one to be in um, once you start questioning yourself and analysing your behaviour and modifying it to accommodate someone else's um, temperament and sort of um, crazy off the wallness. It's not a way to live. 
But once you've been in that situation for a while and it escalates, it's certainly a hard one to get your head around and it's one that you can easily find yourself trapped in accommodating behaviour that you may never have once accommodated or maybe you do because you've had a narcissist in your life for a long time or a family member suffers from this disorder and you consider it normal or at least you're prepared to accommodate it. Well, we're here to kind of um, um, show the light, shine the light, if you like, to another way of life where you don't have to accept this and we're, however, uncertain and scary and isolated, um, isolating rather it might be, that there is another way and you can start creating um, space in your life and in your mind um, outside of these people and how you disconnect from them and, um, and, and sort of just interface with um, them just on the basic basis of what is practical and necessary rather than um, let them kind of hook you in again into whether it's arguments or situations that just again drag on and on and on. And it is a vicious cycle and it's referred to by a lot of um, psychologists and people that have been in this situation as the narcissistic dance because really that is what it is. They'll lead you round and round and round, tell you stories, you know, it'll be all great. Still going to be this and that, but inevitably it just turns into the same roller coaster ride of sort of um, adulation, fantastic, and then just crash and burn, devastation and um, and uncertainty. And people that don't break the cycle find themselves getting hurt, you know, over and over and over and over again. And it is very hard when it's someone in your family. Um, so that's what we're here to talk about, aren't we, Mel? Is, is how you how you can um, limit the drain on your energy, how you can move on if you're in a position to move on how you can disconnect um, vibrationally and emotionally, and that's massive because it's all very well for us to say just ignore it or leave the house or bite your lip. That's, that's just not how it works. We're all human beings and we are all um, react to different things and we're all um, energy, and essentially someone of a negative energy and a draining energy around us is going to have an impact on us um, regardless. So how do we manage that so it doesn't affect us um, so sort of um, adversely? So... Hopefully um, we've sort of um, done a good job now of outlining where we're going with this discussion today. But um, the overriding philosophy, I think, um, for Mel and certainly all your work and the one that I support and I'm really excited about getting out there and um, helping you with is one where, um, and as both of us have um, come out of relationships and situations where we've had these people in our lives, um, we have managed to turn them into, um, you know, growth experiences, a massively enlightening and empowering one. And at times, um, I mean, without a doubt, it's been the most horrible, horrid situation ever to be in to the point that, you know, your finances, your relationships with friends and family, your work, your everything suffers because of this relationship with another person. And it doesn't appear there's any way out rather than fixing what you're dealing with at the time. But um, to actually step back maintain your own energy and find these new ways that we talk about with um, sort of re-empowering yourself and, and separating from this energy um, can be the most massively empowering experience of your life really and I think that's what we're here to talk about, um, appeal to those of you that are feeling very confused and potentially quite devastated at the moment, trying to make sense of what is a crazy situation or why someone is behaving the way they are. Um, that you know this can be a catalyst for massive personal growth and change and just really make you a much more resilient, far more peaceful, far more happy person than you could ever imagine and, and we want to um, show the way um, rather than just talk about everything that's wrong with this situation, uh, show the way to turning it around into a, a win situation for you, you know, um, you know there's really no alternative, you're either sucked into the black hole of their negative energy or you know you take your power back and, and get on with it and um, that's what we're here to talk about. So yeah, off we go. Yeah, okay, so there's a series of questions that are like uh, pretty common sort of questions about it but yeah, Ali, if you'd like to ask me, yeah, we sure. can get into that and we can get into that information because we've got a fair bit to get through here. So, um, That's right. So yeah, if you can start off. Right. Well, the number one question, and it's one of these easier said than done ones, is how do you disconnect from a narcissist when they're in a rage or manipulating a situation or generally making your life difficult? Okay. Well, look, if I can answer that. Okay, well, you know, back in my situation, I had, a, I had a huge realization that I needed to disconnect from the narcissist. I was in a very committed relationship. 
Um, I had joint property. I had joint businesses. I, I believed, like a lot of women did, that I was absolutely with the man that I was going to spend the rest of my life with. He was the only man I'd connected with and committed to to that level. And over a series of uh, years, uh, there was a lot of stuff that was just extremely, extremely wrong. I realised that I was with a person that I couldn't reason with. I, I realised that he was a high-level pathological liar. Uh, he was emotionally extremely abusive. And I was being torn to shreds. I was being absolutely ripped to pieces. And the thing was, with that, is... I was still in the illusion, like a lot of women are, and a lot of women that are my clients are still in this illusion, that they are still in love with the man. And I think it can be a very, very difficult thing when you um, know that you can retain this relationship. This person will stay connected to you. It's not like they're leaving you. But I knew that if I was going to survive and I was going to have uh, any sanity, any health, any material um, stability... I, everything in my life was being ripped to shreds. I knew I had to disconnect, and I'd tried a lot of times from the narcissist. But what I realized was that life was unbearable the way it was. It absolutely felt unbearable to leave him too. It was really like being in between the devil and the deep blue sea, and this is the problem with narcissism is that's exactly how it feels. If you're still hooked and you're still in the illusion and the fantasy of the man that you met is the man that you want, the man that you can somehow get back into your life, this dream man, you're up for a very, very hard ride. And I was in for an extremely hard ride. It took me 18 months to actually disconnect and be able to get me back and work it out. And the thing was... You know, I uh, went and saw a, a psychologist who was um, purportedly one of the best uh, personality disorder specialists. And she absolutely identified with me that it was I wasn't a narcissistic relationship. And I really want to put this point across. There's a big problem out there in standard psychology and uh, counselling. Uh, first of all, a lot of psychologists and counsellors aren't up on narcissistic personality disorder. A lot of them have never been through it. And unless you've ever been through it, you cannot even begin to fathom what it's like. It's not logical. It isn't logical. Now, the problem, what, the problem often is, is that a lot of psychologists have got a credo that they need to ad adhere to. And that credo is, Unless this person has been diagnosed, you cannot say he's a narcissist. Now I have so many clients coming forward that are so confused because it's like, well, I don't really know if he's a narcissist or not. I think he is, but I don't know. And the psychologist, counsellor has told me unless I get him diagnosed, unless he gets diagnosed, that I don't know for sure if he is a narcissist or I don't know whether he's got narcissistic traits, whether he's NPD, whether there's hope, whether there's not, etc., etc. My heartfelt advice is throw all of that out the door, all of it, and go and research narcissism. There are absolutely key points that are so specific to narcissism. I have them in my free articles on my website that... And a lot of other resources have them as well. I've definitely uh, had the the comments from a lot of people that it's what I've got has nailed it, and I believe I have. Read up, see it. If you're ticking those points, you're with a narcissist. The problem is he may na never be diagnosed, and another problem is a narcissist can go and see a psychologist that's never dealt with a narcissist, and they may not. They're liars, okay? They are liars. That's part of narcissism. He's going to tell her what they need, want to hear. So you're not going to get a diagnosis from a psychologist. And if you get into joint counselling or psychology sessions with a narcissist, he will spin rings around you and you will end up looking like the crazy person. So don't go there. Read up about it. You know, look, I think for any world truth, mainstream, and I'm very, very proactive about this, mainstream is not where you're going to get a lot of your answers. You need to dig deeper behind the scenes, and that's where you find out the truth to things. So once you realize that you're with a narcissist, 
There are a lot of things that you, if, and you realize and hopefully you've come to a point where you've had enough. And when you've had enough, you know that, and often we've been with them for months or years, often years, and we know that there's been the broken promises. We know that it's going to get better and he tells us it's going to get better. But we know it doesn't get better. We know that it can be days, weeks, hours even before the narcissist is going to spin around and start being a narcissist again. And one way that you can absolutely check that out for yourself, and I run this by a lot of clients that are actually doing the disconnection or trying to, and then, of course, he comes in like the knight on shining, in shining armor and tells her he loves her, he can't live without her, and everything's wonderful again. Test it. Sit him down and give him a list and go through what you want and you need to feel safe in this relationship. And you will see that there is a hairline trigger that you will either get ovation, you will get, um, he'll spin it around and start putting it back on you. He won't be able to hold and be accountable and that's a really easy way to check it out. Now, I tell you, I work with men that come forward that have been abusive, that have uh, been insecure guys. Usually they've had difficult with their um, childhoods. They haven't had good relationships. They've come forward to heal and to work on themselves. Now, I'm telling you, the only guys that I have in therapy that have done that fully take accountability, fully take their partner into account, fully want to do what it is to for her to feel safe. And these guys hold that space. They may slip occasionally, but they fully admit that they've been abusive and they go he. I don't know if Americans understand that expression, but it means that they bear their soul, they're accountable, and they are accountable to her. A narc will not do that. A narc will give you bits and pieces. He'll give you, I love you, so I don't want to live without you. Why don't you just get over the past? I don't want to discuss this. Let's go out to dinner. I'll show you. I'll promise you. But as soon as you go, hang on, hang on, hang on, please, can we discuss this? He'll get all prickly. He'll get evasive, even abusive, because you're pushing his buttons. And those buttons have a very, very, very fine trigger on them. So... A narc is not going to give you security and safety and rebuild. It's just an impossible thing to do. Now, the problem is with contemporary therapy is contemporary therapy only deals with this stuff on a head level. Now, anyone that's been with a narc knows this is not logical. You end up tolerating things that you never thought you would tolerate you're with an adult that argues like a five-year-old. He'll tell you one thing one minute and then ten minutes later it's as if you never had that conversation. He will lie to you. He will twist facts. He will gaslight you. He will set you up with imagined allies. Uh, he'll turn people against you. He will isolate you. None of it makes sense because it's not human behavior. And I want to really get that across. Narcs do not have a brain function like normal human beings do. They just don't. And it's sad, but it's true. And the problem is with that, on a human logical level, you can't work it out. It doesn't make sense. And this is what throws you into a spin. This is what disempowers you. This is what rips you apart from sanity. Now, if you're going to, uh, if you're trying contemporary therapy on this, first of all, you've got to really hope that somebody that you're working with knows narcissism. You also have got to really, really hope they've been through it personally because no human could understand what it's like unless they went through it because it doesn't compute on a human level because it goes against the grain of everything that basic human values are about. So you're dealing in another universe. And within this universe, what's actually happening, and you know, people that know my work or know what I do know, it's very, very spiritual based. It's based on energy, law of attraction, and ultimate realities. And to me, this is the truth of life. It's the energetic truth of what is happening in life. 
And with this, the narc creates a psychic phenomena that is like nothing else you'll ever experience from another person. The narcissist is, and it might sound cliche, it might sound over the top, but a narcissist is a psychic vampire. And, you know, it's almost like V or it's like a series of something that's almost alien. But anybody who has been with a narc can absolutely attest to, you don't even have to be around him, you feel drained, you feel like you can't keep your thoughts off him, you feel like you're obsessively, compulsively hooked into him or he's hooked into you. And none of this is logically um, explained or understood because it's not logical. So if we think back to the myth of uh, vampires, the myth of vampires was many centuries ago was modelled on narcissism. And what it meant is that a vampire will actually suck and drain the energy slash blood from another human being to survive and to be able to live. Now, a narcissist does the same thing. And what a narcissist does, it's also actually like a celestial body. Uh, and what it means is that you have celestial bodies out in space that will actually suck the energy from other celestial bodies in space and destroy them to be able to sustain themselves. Now, a narcissist, by definition, has to and does do that. A narcissist is like a black hole, and that's a scary, horrible thing to think about, but I think that's the best way to describe it. And what a narcissist does is he does not have his own sense of energy or self. He has a false self, and a false self isn't real, and a false self doesn't hold, and a false self needs to keep draining energy and taking attention or energy from outside people to be sustained, to live. A narc will literally feel dead without narcissistic supply. And I've had narcs come forward that have been in narcissistic injury and wanted to get some therapy, which only lasted a couple of times until we got to accountability and then it all fell apart, unfortunately. But with narcs, they've told me that they feel dead. They feel like a black hole. And they get up every morning and they've got to get that suit on and they've got to get in that flash car or they've got to do something. And if, if, they're, if they're at that level of status, that's what they'll use. If they're not at that level of status, they've got to be the life of the party. They've got to go out and create attention. They've got to get attention. It's like a drug. It's like heroin. And if they're not getting that, then they feel dead. So what happens is if you have been lined up as a source of narcissistic supply, so for example with a parent, it might be a compliant child. A child seeking love and approval is going to be an easy target. If you're in a workplace, it may be a codependent seeking approval in a workplace is going to be an easy target for the narc to mine. People with good boundary function are not easy targets. If you're in a love relationship and you're a female, we have all as female, it's a very rare female that has naturally got good boundary function and naturally is her own sense of self and doesn't need approval from a man. Most women are not in that category and the ones that have had damn good role models as mothers that have shown them how to be that. Most of us didn't come from that because our mothers were compliant. So as women, we've been easy targets. So what happens is a narc will suss out who is a good target. There'll be a lot to mind. She's usually a very credible, very loving, very giving woman with some smarts. She might be attractive, and she's often got things like property or resources that he can mine and take over. That's a good target for a narc. So when a narc lines you up... You, he will do everything and anything for, to hook you up. And how he hooks you up is with the illusion that he is the perfect partner. And a lot of women that do get with narcs have come from either family codependency issues, um, unhappy relationship issues, and she is going to be somebody that is going to fall for it. 
like I did, like Ali did, and like uh, you know all my clients did. So what happens with a narc is that he takes over your psychic space very, very quickly. So with a narc, you immediately feel at ease, you feel at peace, and you go, oh my God, this is the most incredible man that understands me like nobody else did. So you bear your soul to him very, very quickly. You let him in. So if you were to imagine, you know, if you're a vessel and you've got a boundary around it, what happens is you lay down all of your walls and you let him in. And as soon as you let, and you connect with him sexually and mentally, emotionally, uh, on every level, and you think that this is your other half. So you don't become a separate entity, you let him completely in. Now once the narc is in, he has an enormous amount of ways that he can start control and take over. And a lot of them are if he gets to realize very, very quickly what your weak spots are. And these weak spots are the ones that you're going to fight back on, you're going to try and justify, you're going to try and prove to him, you are going to try to fix it. So he's going to, so let's say you've had a weak spot in past relationships where you've been worried about a man showing other women attention. He'll pick up on that very quickly. So little bit by little bit, what will happen is he'll start dropping that clangor in your face. And it'll be fuzzy at first. You won't sort of, you know, you'll start getting some insecurities. And then what happens is soon as he starts hitting your insecure button, you take your focus off yourself, you're going to feel the pain, the trigger, but then you're going to look out to it, to the source of it, which is going to be him. So you're going to start putting the focus on him. So what happens is you're going to be, try harder to be the woman that he, is his total attention, or you're going to react and start getting upset. Now, either of those things are fantastic for the narc. He doesn't care which way you go with that. Because that's attention. It's attention on him. And a narc doesn't care whether it's good attention or bad attention. And if he can't get good attention, he's going to go for bad attention and vice versa. Because he needs your energy and your focus on him. Now what happens spiritually is all of us spiritually naturally have got a connection to source energy. And this is a very, very spiritual um, aspect. And it's a truth. So if we're all to say life source, uh, God, source energy, the universe, whatever you want to call it. Now when we're at our happiest and our best and our most empowered state is when we are fully connected to source energy. When we believe that we are all that is and we're in our unlimited source and all of life and love supports us. That's when we're in the sweet spot and we're making it all happen. And our natural state is that. It's all the junk, it's all the codependency, it's all the illusions of separation, it's all the things that the last 5,000 years of society has created so that there's been power and reign, the haves, the have-nots. Um, yeah, there's been that massive disconnection from ourselves, which has led us to being controlled by outside forces. Now, the narc is the ultimate representation of control by an outside source. So what the narc does to you psychically and spiritually is he pulls you out of your connection to source energy and he gets your attention and connection onto him, which is the exact opposite of source energy. And if we want to put it just in a term... It's evil because it's darkness. And to be a narcissist, to have NPD would be the ultimate experience of being disconnected from source Baby? energy. Yeah. The narc does not connect to source. Sorry. He is totally separated from source. He believes he's on his own. He believes he's omnipotent. He believes he's a god to himself. He believes that he is separate from all of life. It is me versus you, and he needs to get the upper hand through charm, manipulation, or abuse for him to get his needs met. He does not believe in source energy. He doesn't feel it, and he doesn't actually have the neuro pathways that connect to it. 
So what happens is he pulls people into his party because somebody who's connected to source energy properly is not going to play with him. They're not going to play because they feel good, they have good boundary function, they love and respect themselves, they know they're unlimited and they don't have to play with a narcissist to try to fix or change their insecurities or to heal their insecurities. It's impossible to heal your insecurities when you're connected to an arc because all he's going to do is amplify them, pull you out of source energy where you lose yourself to the point where you are actually disintegrating towards where he is. Total emptiness, total separation and total distortion. And this is why a lot of people when you are hanging out with narcs you actually start behaving like a narc yourself because you are so demented. And I definitely had that experience. So disconnection from a narc is vital to get you back onto source energy. And, you know, with that, you've really got to work with, uh, there's absolutely the practical aspects, which is what a psychologist is going to tell you. They're going to say, look, it's unhealthy, it's not right for you, you know, you need to separate um, property, you need to whatever, you know. And But the thing is, with uh, narcissism, most psychologists do who do know narcissism do understand that it's poison, that you can't do contact, that you cannot do contact because every time you get onto the playing field with a narc, you are thrown into another universe where there are no rules. No rules. So the narc has got up his sleeve an incredible amount of ammunition that a normal human being can't even fathom. And that ammunition has got no lines. So the narc will lie. He will cheat. He will manipulate. He will say and do anything to get narcissistic supply from you. You can't play on that field. And I know that a lot of women like myself really, really went through, and I know, Ali, you went through this too, where we're trying to get back a bit of control. We're trying to get back a bit of sanity. We're trying to get the rules on our side of the court again. And we're trying to get some sense of, I can control this person, I can cordon him off, I can have the lines and the rules in a place where I can be safe playing with this person. And I went through that. I went through that to an enormous extent because, look, in a lot of ways, from my past codependent self, I was controlling. Absolutely I was controlling. And I thought that there were ways that I could get the upper hand, that I could get this person under control, that I could be safe. And do you know what? Every time I thought I had that figured out and it looked like it was working, the minute I turned my attention away and even sometimes when my attention was on him, he would change the rules around to another variety that I ha I'd have to work on for a week to try and nut out the remedy for that. So if you think of a NARC, a NARC is really like a mutating virus. Every time you come up for a cure, this virus mutates into another form. You cannot play that game. You can't win that game. Even a NARC against a NARC can't win because... Nobody, nothing can fathom this. So the reality is with a narc, once you realize you're with a narc, the only way you are ever going to survive, and this is not uh, something I think anybody would want, is that you have to completely disregard yourself. You have to completely give the narc everything he wants to keep him happy. You have to be able to disconnect from the verbal, financial, possibly physical, emotional, spiritual abuse and go numb so that it's not going to hurt you. And that is the only way you are going to be able to hang out with somebody with NPD on a regular basis. So it's not, you know, and there are women that do that. 
there are women that do that, that go, for whatever reason, I cannot leave. I'm going to have to disconnect, have my own life as much as Anak will let her, which will be extremely minimal, and I just have to stay. Well, you know, look, my whole thing about spiritually, I believe that if you do choose that, you're only going to reincarnate and do the whole trip again because you're on this trip for a very, very specific reason. And this trip is to empower you and connect yourself up with source energy and become your own sense of self between you and source energy because when you're playing that game then you become unlimited you actually are free to allow and experience and manifest love success and happiness in your life and expansion because source energy is expansion and whoever has been in the situation with a narcissist at a high level has definitely co-created this. I know I co-created it. And my co-creation in it was I didn't know that I was connected to source. I didn't know I was unlimited. I didn't know that there were ways to actually become an empowered self. I thought that my life was subject to the outside world and other people and other situations. And I didn't realize that I was a creator and this uh, experience with narcissism is an incredibly profound experience because there's no half measures here. You know, when you're uh, polluted and violated and raped on every level by the narc, you are completely disconnected from source energy. You are a hollow shell being abused and you're not who you're meant to be. Now, the only way you're going to get out of that the only way you're going to get out of that is not through some standard procedure telling you um, the logical steps or the logical uh, disconnection, divorce, property settlement, which is always a hellious experience too unless you get aligned with yourself with a narc. It's horrible. You have to find a deeper, more authentic, empowered way to resurrect your life and resurrect yourself. And nothing in the middle cuts it. You're either going to get it or you're not. And you absolutely co-created this experience to lovingly give yourself the opportunity to be an authentically empowered creator connected to source. That's what I fully believe. And if you can start accepting that, and even though you may feel crippled and broken and destroyed and like an empty void on every level, that's the reason. That's the reason. So it's all about that and it's all about getting back to that because your true self, because that is the only way you're going to get the narc out of your system because the narc is like an exorcism. It really is like an exorcism. It's like a poisonous ink that's through every part of your body. And, you know, this poison and ink is a phenomena. It is, it is incredible. And as soon as you're putting focus on the narc, bang, it comes in again. And what's actually happening on a psychic level, which is like the vampire, he is draining your life force. And I literally mean that. And I know that people that have been with narcissists know what I'm talking about, even if they're not spiritual people. It literally feels like there's an invisible pipeline that he is sucking your energy out simply by you thinking about him and about hooking back up to him. And I'll give you an example of that. I've been clear for five years of my narc, my ex-high-level narc, I've been empowered uh, profoundly for the last two and a half years, um, moderately for the last three and a half years, and I've been in a situation for two and a half years where I don't think about him because he's not my reality. You know, I've had to do a lot of work to get to that place, but what happened only recently, and I put it on Facebook, is his last uh, relationship she found me out of the blue. She found me. 
she contacted me and we had an hour-long discussion about my ex-narc that I nearly lost my life over and what he was doing to her now that she was trying to leave him. And it was surreal. I mean, I work with women on this level every day, but this was about my ex-narc, the narc that used to steal my energy, rip me down and psychically plugged into me. Now, the interesting thing was, which took me so by surprise, I went down for two days. I didn't go to gym. I didn't eat right. Um, I, I felt out of sorts. I was disconnected from source energy. And I really mean that. Nothing like at the level I had been previously, but enough to give me a fright and for me to say to myself, Melanie, you, oh, I hope you're not going to spiral dip back into this. This ink, this disabling, this crippled emotions and not being able to function. Two days this went on. And I realized, I realized very, very quickly, I am disconnected from source energy. So what I did is I did a couple of hours on myself with quantum healing. I released all of that toxic yuck out of my body because what it was doing to me, my head was going back into flashbacks. I was going over old ground again. I was, and I mean, I know as much as anybody the narc truth. There was no illusions of, oh my God, I miss him. What, what did he do with her? I love him. There was none of that. But it was all about all the old stuff and the abuse and the violation. And I couldn't believe it that after all this time, after all I know and how empowered I am, how it took me back there for two days on a reasonably moderate level. So I released it. I did quantum work on myself, I connected back to source and it's exactly back where it used to be which is I don't care whether he makes a dollar or a million dollars, I don't care whether he drops dead tomorrow or he lives to 150, I don't care. He's not my reality, I just don't care and I'm right back there. So now this is the interesting thing about the emotional vibrational stuff. My head has got all the knowledge in the world. I teach this stuff. I work with it every day. My head knows the truth about narcissism. But when my body was back in that vibration, feeling those feelings, thinking those thoughts, my head got out of control. And this is the thing that standard psychology is not working with. You, your head is controlled by your emotions and your vibration. And that's where the narc hits you. He hits you on every level of injustice, pain, emotional grief, emotional torment, emotional dementia. He hits you on all of those levels. Now, it doesn't matter how intelligent you are, and this is what women say all the time. They come forward and they say, I'm an intelligent woman. I, know, I even know about Marx. I've read up on it. He fits it to a T. I know what's going on. Why can't I stop thinking about him? Why can't I stop going over and over and over this stuff? It's crippling me. And the answer to that is because your body is absolutely running the race. It controls you. Our emotions control us. So when my emotional body, my vibration was back in the narc muck, my head started to get controlled by my body. So you've got to do the emotional vibrational work. You've got to do it to get out of a narc. You can do it through your head, but it's going to take 10 times longer and it's going to take 10 or 100 times more effort than what it is if you work on your vibrational self. So things like journaling, things like meditating, things like quanta healing, which gives you massive, powerful shifts, that means that your whole emotional state is going to change, which means it's easy to think about it in clear, concise, safe ways. And it's easy to stop thinking about it. You know, and this is where a lot of the NARC forums are going really, really wrong. And what's pleasing is that there are people getting on narcissism forums now that are actually really advocates for let's get our focus off the narcissist 
and into empowering ourselves and into starting to believe that we can really be inspired about the gift of this experience because this is handing us back to ourselves. Because sadly, there are people on narcissism forums that have been on there for years that are just all about the narc this, the narc that, this, that, the other, and the narc's still winning. He's still draining energy out of these people. He's still feeding. And you know what? If all of us got to a point emotionally where I'm at, apart from those two days, because I'm not going to go back there again. I'm not going to go into thinking about him and hooking it up again because I know it's poison. It poisoned me. I'm not doing it. You know, but if all of us worked at getting out of the poison emotionally, got the focus on empowering ourselves, do you think narcissists could survive? No, they couldn't because there'd be nobody to feed off. You know, and narcissists are going to stop being narcissists when people stop giving them attention and energy. Good or bad, it makes no difference because you can't, you know, with a narc, when you're giving him bad attention and you're trying to line him up and bring him down and make him accountable and all those sorts of things, he loves it. You know, it's like you running into a ring with Muhammad Ali and you've got no gloves on and you're 60 kilo and no boxing training. That's what happens every single time. So, you know, disconnecting is about that. It's about realizing the phenomena and daring to believe that a lot of stuff goes on spiritually and vibrationally that we can't even begin to imagine unless you have an experience like this and unless you realize how energy, thought, intention, emotions, power of attraction, ultimate realities, until you understand the quantum physics of it. And I'm not talking about you know crazy formulas you can't get your head around. I'm just talking about real-life energetic reality. And the narcissist shows you that in Technicolor because it's a psychic phenomena. You know, there's even mainstream psychologists that actually have recognized and documented the psychic vandalization that occurs with a narcissist or other high-level personality disorder people, which I believe are all narcissistic. Okay, narcissism is a broad spectrum, but it fits under the same categories. There's the same things that identify it. But that is that celestial body which is sucking energy and destroying in order to survive. So it's not, it's not what we understand as human. It, it really isn't. And you know, there are aspects in the narc's brain Neuropathways so that really, I think, uh, categorize humans. So things like empathy, uh, compassion, conscience, they're things that make us human. Narcs do not have developed pathways at that level. Those pathways are either numb or stilted. They don't work. So, you know, we've all known little kids, right? Little kids, it is all about them. You know, that's their major thing that drives them. It's all about me, it's all about me, it's all about me. That's what little kids are like. But as little kids develop, they develop those pathways. They start to understand that there's an environment around them. They start to understand that to cohabitate with that environment in loving ways, those elements are necessary. So this is like... The connection. Source is life. Source is other people. Source is love, compassion, consideration and conscience. That defines source as well. So little kids that develop, they realize they're connected to everything and everyone and it's those pathways that give them that connection. Now narcs at a certain age decide that they're going to separate and cut off from that connection and that they're going to pit themselves against the world and not be connected. So narcs are separation from source and others and love and connection. They're separate. And this is what they do to us, is they pull you out of that. Because when you're narc abused, 
You don't even connect to your kids. You can't connect to your friends. You don't connect to your work. You can't connect to anybody or anything. You're, you're in crippled pain feeling like you are so on your own, you can't even open yourself up to those energies. That's what narcs do to you. So all of this that I'm just discussing now, none of this is physically tangible. None of it is logical. Our whole world is run on vibration and emotion. It's not logical. And you need to really do a trip of getting out of logic into realizing that energy and connection happens on vibration, happens on a much deeper, more real level. And the NARC experience is about that. And, you know, that's the work that I do, is about connecting people back to source, back to their true vibration, emotion and connection, where no longer is that experience your reality. And you're not trying to get those things from a person who is abusing you horrifically. You're getting them through source and your environment and yourself in healthy ways. And it absolutely changes everything. Everything. So, you know, that's how they strip you from you. So, yeah, that talk went on for a long time. My goodness. That was brilliant, though, really um, inspiring and stirring. I think um, anyone that's um, experiencing this or has been there um, is just buzzing with um, acknowledgement, really, about what you're saying, Mel. So thank you very much for that. Um, If I could just quickly just ask you just one more question in the last five minutes, and I think we probably need another session all on this because it's really just opened up, you know, the whole philosophy in um, terms of, you know, the spiritual aspect and the, the, the energetic kind of um, nature of the whole situation. Um, how can people, you know, taking this all on board and, and understanding where you're coming from with this kind of concept of the narcissist being a black hole and being sucked in by that, or if you don't have your boundaries and you don't start disconnecting how you are sucked in by that, you lose your connection to source, you feel completely dis- disenfranchised, it's a shutting down, if you like, from your connections with, you know, the wider universe. What what can people do? Um, and we've, we've talked about how, you know, at the head level things just don't work. Um, to to sort of to reconnect and to start to start reconnecting or to feel that connection again if they're in one of these situations. My biggest recommendation is if you're not sure on NARC info, get it so you you can identify the NARC, absolutely. Then straight after that, to get you back, my highest recommendation is quantum healing, which is specific healing to reconnect you back to source and your power and disconnect you from the NARC. That's it. That's the biggest, biggest thing. Okay, there's journaling programs and other things that can supplement that that I also recommend. But step one, and this is what I say to women that email me uh, or ring me, step one, quantum healing. That is the quickest, fastest way to connect you back to your truth and who you really are and source energy. That's it in a nutshell. Um, we have an on, on live-on-air group power healing scheduled for the 28th of this month. That's uh, three weeks away, and we haven't decided on a topic yet. And I'm just wondering, you know, those people that are listening, um, and given what you're talking about, Mel, whether or not a topic for that could be something along the lines of feeling and knowing my connection to source. So anyone who's listening who wants to get back in touch with that feeling, um, let us know because that could be a topic. What do you think? Look, I think that's great. And look, what I'd really love to do, all the women listening, stop being in this pain and those horrible psychic cords that are ripping you down. Email me. Come forward. Because this is my specialty. This is what I do. And there are women within weeks that are off this. And, you know, there are women, the other side of it, that have been on it for 30 years that can't get off it. So stop suffering. You don't have to. Please email me or you can go to my website, you can email me. But my email address, get out pen and paper, it's melanie at, which is M-E-L-A-N-I-E at Melanie again, Tonia, T-O-N-I-A, evans.com, all lowercase. Come forward. Get the help. 
and really realise what this experience is about and become who you're meant to be. Because I tell you what, when you do, you just won't even know yourself. You just won't even realise how amazing this can be and what this is all about. And all of you that might be on chat boards, start spreading the message the right way. Any of you that are actually on the NARC boards because women need to realise this and so do men. There are men abused as well. So guys, if you're listening, come forward as well. That's it. Uh, we're over. Bye-bye, everybody. Yep. Bye. And don't forget the group power healing live on air. Everyone tune in 28th of September. Okay. Yep. Bye. Bye-bye.